Welcome to the Upgrade Media Podcast, where we talk to the people shaping the future of news media. In this episode, we talk to Juan Senor, President of the Innovation Media Consulting Group and the co-editor of Innovation in News Media. Previously, Juan has been a conflict correspondent for PBS, as well as a TV host and reporter. He spoke to us about articles and particles, the importance of converting clicks to clocks, and the human skills that combine to create magic in the newsroom. Along the way, he stresses the need to learn from metrics without being ruled by them, and the enduring importance of editorial leadership. I've been quoted saying that only journalism will save journalism. And we've been saying this for, for over a decade, really. And we've seen a lot of revenue drivers come and go, peripheral to the core of the business, and with mixed results. It's been finally, really in the last five years, that we've seen revenue taking off and journalism worth paying for, and therefore newsrooms that produce content worth paying for. At the core of it, it's really generating content worth paying for and really beginning to organize the product principle based on what content triggers a subscription. And that's been our preoccupation from the beginning. We know very well as journalists, uh, as content creators, what content triggers traffic. That's easy. It was famously cute cats. Unfortunately, uh, loosely clad women for a long time. So we know what triggers traffic, what creates volume, what creates the old paradigm of the news business, which is to generate traffic, traffic, traffic. But the most difficult question that a newsroom needs to answer and focus on is what content triggers a subscription? And the moment you begin to understand that and you get the help of product specialists and you bring that expertise into a newsroom, then it all comes together. And then you really have a sustainable business where journalism saves journalism, not events, not branded content. All that is wonderful. If you don't have at least, in our view, 40% of your revenue coming from readers paying, uh, the business is not sustainable. By viability, are we talking about turning news into a product? A lot of focus is made on product. I'm afraid a lot of the framing of product is product people versus journalists. We're creating another false dichotomy, which is not healthy in journalism. We've had them all the time with the digital transformation. At the beginning, it was print versus digital, then the mobile people versus the desktop people, and, and you know the people that wanted to have a social media-focused journalism versus my website as a destination. So first of all, we need to do away with these tensions. Any successful paywall strategy begins and ends in the newsroom. It doesn't matter how much people in the periphery, in analytics, in product, in management, in commercial, push the newsroom to create that content, unless the head of content of that newsroom understands that their focus has to be on creating content worth paying for. In terms of how you get that going, it really is about informing the newsroom, informing everybody who is a journalist, an editor, what have you. Stop thinking from a supply point of view and begin to think from a demand point of view. What do I mean? As journalists in the past, especially in the printed press, we all focused on supplying pages to a newspaper. And we had our pages assigned every day. You need to do three pages in economy, two pages in international, what have you. And we supply that. As the model evolved to websites, then it's the same thing. You need to supply the website, yet another 
very defined product. The problem with digital now is that there's so many products out there that we need to serve. And rather than think from a supply point of view, the first starting point to make it all work is your newsroom needs to understand where is the demand for your content from your audience, your objective audience? Who is your reader? Every good editor knows instinctively who his or her reader are. They know that. And if they don't, they shouldn't be running a news brand, right? So once you understand who are these people, then it's understanding their news consumption habits. This percentage of my audience is no longer buying a newspaper. This percentage of my audience is no longer checking me on a desktop website. This person is wants to find me here. These are their news consumption habits. And you create profiles, personas, and you understand how they want to consume your point of view. So you shift it all to demand. And once you know what the demand is for that product, then you create very specified content for that specific platform. So the right content for the right people at the right time in the right platform. It sounds simple. It is obviously very complicated and is a paradigm shift in terms of how newsrooms have to change and work and really rethink the way they create content. And then you you begin to do away with the obsession with the article or in television news, the package. And you begin to think of what we call articles and particles. So articles would be the body of the story, who, what, what, where and why perhaps this has happened. And then you've got the particles. The particles are the video, the graphic, the social media reaction, the timeline, the before and after, the comparison, the heat map, the what's next kind of analytical element of that story. Focus on very much while the article is being made, gathering all these different particles are the ones that really begin to get product right. Because then they say, this bit is good. Let's quickly put it on this platform. Let's quickly disseminate this somewhere else. Rather than this old way of us working, which is let's package the story. Let's do a perfect newspaper story that then we transform and transmigrate to websites. And then now we just do a link. And then eventually when you click on social, you end up in the same sort of old text-based story. So this article and particle concept is working really, really well in newsrooms. And it's something that is being used at the New York Times, Washington Post, or some of the other leading newspapers. But a very interesting insight recently we've heard from practitioners is that they tell you is often in doing many particles that we discover which one of those particles is worth then turning into an article. Because then we realize, okay, that's the good thing. Let me just give you a perfect example of this that everybody can relate to it. The horrible massacre in Ukraine recently. It is the visual investigation team at the New York Times that produces the particle. The particle is just satellite photography before and after showing that indeed those bodies were there while the Russians were occupying Bucha. And therefore, they were responsible for that war crime. Well, that was not a full-on story when it began, and yet it took off. And that became the focus of the newsroom. Let's do a full-on article on this little bit that we discovered that is just a little visual product. It's just a visual team going to the newsroom, going to the editor-in-chief and saying, look, rather than devote to journalists, send them to Butcher. And let's wait until they come back and they figure out what's happened. Let's just gather comment from all officials in Ukraine. No, hang on. Let's look at satellite imagery. We as a newsroom have access to that satellite imagery. Well, if that's the case, then there should be evidence of when the bodies were placed. Sure enough, an enterprising visual investigative journalist at the New York Times comes up with that little bit. And on that, you build the article. So what are the metrics that matter when it comes to managing this demand? If I could venture an answer, to us, the proved pudding is frequency. 
we still believe that you need to listen to your editors. Even though perhaps the story may not get traffic, editorially, you may still have a duty to report it. You still have a duty, even though it's a micro-segment of society or is a micro-segment of the reality of your readers, you still have a duty to devote resources to it. Remember, metrics is a rear view mirror. You're looking back. But at the end of the day, you pay an editor to make an editorial call. So we cannot sit in the newsroom just looking at metrics and saying, okay, where, where are the metrics taking us? This is not good quality journalism. No quality newsroom works that way. Now, with all this, the metric, I would say, is, again, is frequency. Frequency is the proof. If, if you have readers that keep coming back to a section, they keep coming back to a writer, they keep coming back to a selection store or a theme, if you have significant frequency and obviously time spent, that's the key. We at Innovation like to say that we need to go from clicks to clocks. And by clocks, we mean time spent reading. That's the real proof. Frequency in the sense that people come back and clocks in the sense that people are reading the story. If they're skimming through it, then it's not worth your effort. That's the old model. You had huge amounts of volume and people were skimming because there's nothing really worth reading at the end of the day. So the depth of scroll was very limited in many cases. And that, at the end of the day, is what an advertiser wants to see, which is what a product guy needs to also be focused on. We as journalists think of the audience as our readers. The product person thinks of the audience as their customers. So the advertisers who are seeking those customers want to see time spent. People actually reading the story and saying, hey, they spent time, so there's a higher chance of them engaging with that advertising than it would otherwise because they were just bouncing off. So frequency and time spent and shifting from clicks to clocks. So what can a smart newsroom do to ensure that it not just catches, but holds that audience attention? One thing that we, we talk about a, a great deal and we put together newsrooms is what we call the Holy Trinity, the new Holy Trinity of journalism. And that's a journalist, a designer, and a developer together. If you put these three people together around a table, and they approach a story from their different insights into the story, then you get the magic. The magic really happens. Now, that also means and we have a benchmark that's well known in the industry of one developer for every five journalists. Now, not that many newsrooms have that coefficient. Regardless, you need to have one developer for every five journalists. And then what happens? What happens is that you have the morning meeting and then developers designers, and by designers, I don't mean the old art directors, I mean UX people, UI people, and also designers. When these people are sitting and gathering around a newsroom, and it's not just the editor asking people, okay, what story do you have? Journalism first, and then platform second. So the discussion comes up and says, all right, we've got this story happening. There's a hurricane approaching Florida. Beth, could you do 400 words on this by one o'clock? and see the latest, the update, what's happening. Then a developer can pipe up and she can say, hang on, rather than do a story, we have access to NORAD, which is the American hurricane watching group. How about we plug into their system through their open API, and then you can type your postcode in Florida and see, according to NORAD, when hurricane is going to hit your home. So the editor says, fantastic, brilliant. Well, you work on that develop that product where you actually enter your postcode and then you will see and connect to that satellite imagery that is live. And then you journalists 
put together a bit of a background on when NORAD got it right, when they got it wrong, what is the likelihood of this being reliable or not? And then obviously designer, make sure that that's really, really good in terms of UX and UI and looks perfect according to brand. That's when product happens. It doesn't happen because a guy says you must do this. It happens when you put those three people together, then the magic happens. It, it could also be a data journalist. It could be somebody else who works on fact checking, on OSINT and so on. It's mixing the journalist of old with these new talents. And, and obviously, these new talents must have a, an interest in journalism. When we select developers for newsrooms, they are people that need to want to tell stories through digits, because that's what they do, right? Programmers write zeros and ones and, and, and sequences of actions in digits. So you need to make sure that these guys have the imagination and the desire to look at what would always be a text-based story or a visual story and say, well, there's a different way we can do this. Let me look at the plethora of tools out there in the digital metaverse and choose the one that we could use to tell the story differently. And obviously having the right amount of programmers shoulder to shoulder with a journalist. If you don't, it's, it's impossible. A journalist is a journalist. A journalist is a storyteller. A journalist is somebody who asks difficult questions. A journalist is somebody who is obnoxious with authority and is seeking information, you can't expect them to also be developers, to also be data journalists. This level of expertise has to be mixed and matched. And that's a problem with product people. They come in and they tell the newsroom, do this, a product person. They need to be perfectly embedded in the newsroom. It doesn't happen because you bring a great person, you know, or she's worked at Facebook. She knows so much. She comes from Google. She has a phenomenal expertise. She's going to digitize us. But, but you never really end up with a new organization that is at, at its heart, a digital organization. We like to talk about newsrooms. Newsrooms now are basically places where you create phenomenal digital content all day long for different audiences at different times with different prime times. And at the end of the day, if it's still a newspaper newsroom, a bunch of people take that content and make a newspaper. Or if it's a television newsroom, analog, a bunch of people take that and they make the evening news and so on. But unless you change that radically in a structured, sustained and finance way, innovation does not happen. You end up with basically just a bit of digitizing here, a bit of digitizing there. You never break through. The newsroom has to be perfectly embedded with product, but they, they really have to understand that they need to supply the newsroom with these kinds of, of talent and expertise before they can demand that they do anything beyond what they've always done, which is text-based journalism or visual journalism. And what would you say for those journalists who believe that all this emphasis on product leaves little space left for quality journalism? The rhythm has changed. The biorhythm of a journalist in the digital age has changed, no doubt about it. But at the same time, in these newsrooms, there is plenty of space for in-depth quality journalism. Digital can eat you alive, right? You could be feeding the beast all day. And that's what we've done for so long, just indiscriminately throwing things at the website. When you bring a product mindset to it, then you can figure out, okay, let's maximize my hits and let's figure out where's my audience? What do they want? At what time? And obviously, editorially, I will tell them what they want as well. I will also decide that this is what I'm going to make them interested in because that's what I believe as an editor is the most important story for them to read. So it's not about just being at the mercy of the data. Analytics is also leading them in that way. Juan Senor, President of the Innovation Media Consulting Group, thank you for talking to us. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. 
And if you want to hear more about how media is reinventing itself, then please subscribe or head over to upgrademedia.fr and sign up for our newsletter. Music